Take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can we open our Bibles, everybody, to Genesis chapter number 18? Genesis chapter number 18. Um, drummer, please, can you sit down with me? Uh, keyboardist, can you, can you sit down with me? Um, stay with me. Um, hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 18. Genesis 18. Hallelujah. If you're there, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say oh me. All right. Have you seen number 14? Verse number 14? All right. It says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. He didn't say Sarah shall have a child. He said Sarah shall have a son. It was specific, very gender specific. And it's one thing to give a word concerning, you know, having a child. It can be any child, boy or girl. But he said Sarah shall have a son. Mm. Okay, can we go to, uh, let's go to Job 40, 42, Job 42. I'm excited about everything that has happened in church today, the praise, the worship. I'm just excited. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm, no, let's go to Job 19. Mm. Job 19. I want to say, I want to read the scriptures so that we may not have to go back to them. Um, praise God. Hallelujah. Who remembers that scripture? 19 and verse number. I know my Redeemer. 25. Look at it. It says, For I know that my Redeemer. Are you there, everybody? For I know that my Redeemer liveth. And that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Look at 26. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. <laughs> uh, though worms destroy this body, but I will still see the Lord. Father, bless your word in the name of Jesus. I want to talk to us on what I title, All Things Are Possible. A few things you must always look at when you, you consider God's word is that the person talking is God. Mm, the person talking is God. And if, if, it's, if it is God talking, 
then you should understand that whatever he says must come to pass. I don't know, am I talking to somebody here this morning? Genesis chapter chapter 18 talks about a family. There's the family of Abraham and his dear wife Sarah. God calls Abraham very unique calling out of a city, out of a town where idolatry, idol worship was, you know, was rife. And he called him to himself. He said, follow me. And he made a specific promise to Abraham. Please don't, please don't mind me. I'm not a very gentle preacher anyway, um, but allow me to just um, lay proper foundation. Um, when he called Abraham, he said to Abraham, Abraham, I will bless you. And not just that I will bless you, I will make you a father of many nations. Sir, I personally am not that kind of a person you make promises to and you rest. Because if you promise me, if my wife doesn't make any promise. Because she knows that the day she has promised, she's in trouble. Because I will pester you until you get to do what you have said you will do. <laughs> I, know, I know why you're laughing. Because you're like me. You know, so this is what the Bible says. God called him and he said, Abraham, I will, I will make you a father of many nations. Abraham begins to look around and asking God, how does this come to pass? How does this really come to pass? And um, after many years, he began to, you know, he began to look onto Eliezer. It's okay, this is, maybe this is my hair, my hair apparent. Maybe God is going to fulfill all that he has said about me, about my family, about my ministry, through Eliezer. Oh, yeah, anyway, he has not left me, you know, comfortless. But God said, no, not Eliezer. It can't be Eliezer. I will bless you. There are people sitting under the sound of my voice. You've been spoken to. Over the years in your life, God has said to you, I will bless you. Prophetic words have come over your life several times. In church, as you have guest speakers, pastors have crossed, you've come across pastors who've said words so powerful. And some of them, you have confirmation that that is exactly what God is about to do. But yet, it has looked impossible. And God said, no, not Eliezer. You know how things play out in a family? Then Hagar comes, you know, along and who? The wife says, come on, why not, why not take my, my, my servant and, you know, have a child, child with her for me? And, um, well, before we, we can say Jack Robinson, you know, um, Ishmael appears and Abraham is happy. He thinks that this is it. He begins to groom Ishmael 
He carries him along. He teaches him, teaches him the ways of the Lord, thinking that that is it. And God came one day and said to him, no, that is not your hair apparent. Then the only remaining option was Sarah. But Sarah is barren. How do you possibly have a promise of having nations? But yet, the only spark of point is dead. There are finances under the sound of my voice that have been so messed up. But there's a promise of billions over your life. There's been families who are crying, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me. But yet, ah, yet, year in, year out, miscarriages upon miscarriages, this and that and that and that. But yet there's a promise of glory, promise of power, promise of this and that over your life. God said, as you come all the way from Ikorodu to prophesy over somebody here, if it is my word, then it shall surely come to pass. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? It shall surely come to pass because when God says it, all I need to do is to believe it and that... Am I talking to somebody here? Lift your voice and shout out here. You see, because these people have believed God. The Bible says, and Abraham believed God. And Abraham believed God. You see, there are two things in a man's life. When you come in contact with the promises of God, two things come to play. One is the man factor. And I've discovered in life that a whole lot of times when man has said a thing, when, when you believe God for something, there's always that human factor. And what is a human factor? Man will always always need what you call a raw, raw materials to produce the finished product. If God says I will give you children, then you need a womb, you need a sperma uh, please, uh, this is church. I, I need to be careful what I say here. Praise God. To put them together to be able to have a child. But if the man brings his own to the table, but the woman has nothing to bring to the table, then what do you have? But I came to announce to somebody here. It doesn't matter what you have or what you don't have. You may have a degree. You don't have a degree. It doesn't matter when God gets ready to do something in your life. I I came here to announce to three people here, if you are here, something is about to happen because God am I talking to somebody here? Lift your voice and shout out here. So, the Bible says that Abraham has always been there. You see, sometimes you can begin to ask yourself, maybe I'm the fault, maybe the problem is me. And when Abraham came in contact with Hagar, he was able to prove to himself and prove to the entire world, I am not impotent. But excuse me, but the woman in his life, it was clear that if the man is not impotent, then the only person something is wrong with is Sarah. Listen to me, church. Can I announce to somebody here the God factor is about to step in into your human factor. Am I talking to somebody here? Because you see, the Bible says with God... 
with God, all things are possible. Am I talking to somebody here? The word man in Genesis, it, it, you know, the, the word man is the same word in the Greek that says anthropos. Anthropos is, means in the Greek, man-faced, human human ability whatever looks like man man is always frail man is always weak but excuse me church no matter how weak you are god said i should tell you something is about to happen in please talk to me 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 something is about to break loose here i said something is about to break loose here i said something help me shake your neighbor like you want to shake him off the seat and say neighbor get ready get ready because something is about something is about to break loose in this house something is about to break loose in this house something is about to break loose in this house the Bible says with man, with man, anthropos, all things, these things may be impossible. The word impossible is the word adunatos. Sorry, please, I'm not, I'm not from Greek. I'm from Oron, Oron in Aquibum State. So if I don't pronounce it well, please forgive me. I, am I talking to somebody here? The word adunatos simply in the Greek means something that's unable, something weak, impossible. Oh, come on. I don't know if there's anybody anybody here. Are you going through a situation in your life where you become incapable, incapacitated? Are you going through a situation that looks like God can never intervene? Even when you have connections, nothing still happens. But hear me, church. The Bible says with man, it may be impossible. I do not but with God, the word God there is the word Yahweh. It means self-existent God. The God that calls those things that are... Am I talking to somebody here? Come on, help me, help me. You see, when God needs anything, he doesn't need raw materials. He calls those things that are not. He calls those things that are nowhere to be found. Because he is self-existent. He's self-sufficient. He's self-providing. He's self-God. There is no God like him. Am I talking to somebody here? I don't care what's going on in your life. God said to the man, he said, with you, it may be impossible, but oh my God, I'm not hearing you. I'm not hearing you. Excuse me. He said, but with God. Please listen to me. Listen to me. You see, you see, the truth is that a whole lot of times God needs to introduce himself to you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. God needs to introduce himself to you. You see, that's because, that's why when he got to Abraham's house, the Bible says on that day it was a hot day, very hot and sunny day. And Abraham who was sitting, you know, in his, in his tent. And the Bible says there were three men coming. One of them was Yahweh, Adonai. One of them was God himself. How can, how can, how can man get to a point that God needs to take permission from a man to do anything? Don't you know you are privileged? Help me touch your neighbor. I said, neighbor, you are mightily privileged. Oh, come on, help me here. Come on, help me shake your neighbor. I said, neighbor, 
you are privileged that God has to come all the way to take permission from you before he can do anything on the earth. The Bible says, and he sought for a man. How can, come on, I need somebody to lift your hands and say, he's looking for me. I'm the one God is believing in. I'm not hearing you. Somebody shout, I hear. I didn't hear you shout, I hear. The Bible says on that day, he was sitting there and here is Three men coming. One of them was God. Sometimes, if you remember Luke chapter 24, the Bible said, these two men were on their way to Amos. They were just going and Jesus was pretending as if he wants to pass and asked them, what are you guys talking about? He, he, God is fond of doing that. Sometimes, Jesus needs to heal a madman in Gadara. He, the Bible says he will cross over the waters and land on Gadara as if he wants to pass. But excuse me, the real reason why he went that way is because there is a man for him to visit. Am I talking to somebody here? Let me announce to only three people here. God did not bring me from Igbo. He did not bring me from Shalewo. He didn't bring me from, from Ikorodu just to come and look at your face and go. He's about to visit somebody. That is why he brought me. Let me, oh my God, am I really communicating here? Lift your voice and shout I hear. Somebody shout I hear. The Bible says that Abraham got up and ran to him. Let me tell you something, church. When you have related with God to a certain point, deep begins to call to deep. Because people keep passing, people used to pass. But how come when that particular man was passing, something in him told him, this man is special. The Bible says he ran to him and he bowed to the ground and said, please, don't just pass. Can you just come and, and, and take some water and do, you know, just refresh yourself a little? Sir, I don't believe it was a coincidence. I believe it was the same God he had been relating with all this while. He never saw the Lord, but he had a relationship. It had become so intimate with the Lord that at that point he could feel him. Oh, talk to me here. He could feel him. He knew that this, this is not just an ordinary person. There is something peculiar about this person. He ran to him. He never knew that that was the day of his visitation. I know you are looking at my bowed head. What can he do? And look at his tall legs. What can he do? Just a black like Iroko tree. What can he do? Excuse me. When God gets ready to bless you, he will use anybody. He will pass through anything. He will... Am I talking to somebody here? Jump on your feet and shout out here! Come on, shout out here! Come on, help me here. Come on, help me. Let's, let's, listen, listen, let me announce to somebody here. This is not a mortuary. This is a sanctuary. The Bible says, with joy shall I draw. Hey! Yeah! 
please listen to me. Listen. Uh, if you can take your seat, please do. You know, now, now this is so. So, when the Lord came into his house, God had, had at this point has invaded Abraham's space. Sometimes, God will just need your permission to get into your space. Beloved, that's why the Bible says, if anyone believes, hmm, you see, it is in belief that God can step into your space and have influence over your space. So when he called the Lord Jesus, I'm sure you know that was the pre-incarnate person of Jesus. I don't want to go into theology right now before some people begin to say, um, uh, uh, uh. Okay. I score you two and a half. Oh, you had a great message until you mentioned that. I don't want to go into all the semantics of, you know, theology. But when he came into his space, he looked at him and said to him, by this time next year, By this time next year. Excuse me, sir. My wife has been around for many years. And you're talking about by this time next year. Your wife will be with child. The Bible says she heard it from <laughs> inside the tent. Sheila. Though I believe in you, but something seems impossible. That's why a man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because sometimes you may have to believe. But there's unbelief looking around because you know he can do it. But when you look at yourself, the man factor, you, you look at your womb, you look at your legs, you look at your, your degree, check out your bank account. It doesn't match that unbelief setting. And he said, help! Am I talking to somebody here? He said, help! I hear the Lord say there are six millionaires that are coming out of this church between now and the end of this year. Oh, come on. If you're that person I'm speaking to, lift your voice and shout, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I take it. Because some, as I mentioned that, you're asking how shall it be? Are you married? Beloved, shut your mouth and just believe God for what God has said. Stop asking questions. Am I talking to somebody here? You are not a professor. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? I declare women here are about to begin to have babies. I see twins. I see... If you're the one I'm talking to, stand up and shout a loud amen in the house. If you're claiming for somebody. Ah, 
I'm seeing twins. I'm seeing triplets. I'm seeing quadruplets. And someone said, I reject it in Jesus' name. With this economy, Buari economy. Ah, no. But let me tell you something. Whatever God can do, he has the capability to sustain. Am I talking to somebody here? Let me tell you something. Wherever God takes you to, he himself by his power, he can keep you there. He can take you further. He can... somebody here. There are people looking at me. The Lord said I should announce to you. Your car is the next to be to be dedicated. Your house is the next. Can I just preach a little more? Can I preach a little more? Can I preach a little more? Please look at this. When she laughed. Woman, why are you laughing? I said, ha, me? I didn't laugh. Oh. A Bible commentator said that when these words were spoken to her, It triggered something in her breast that made her know that the person who is her visitor was no other but God Almighty. Because God, this person has said something to her which naturally he should not know. That's what triggered the faith in Sarah. Oh, come on, talk to me. Talk to me. Am I talking to somebody here? That's what triggered the faith because because you see, the truth is she laughed. Yes, she laughed. Did she she not laugh? She laughed. Whether she laughed in English or French or German, it doesn't matter. But she laughed. We know she laughed. And when she laughed, those guys were not there. She was in the other tent. When she laughed, her laugh. Your laugh is not my laugh. Laugh your laugh. Let me laugh my laugh. You see, but the truth is, when they called her and said, you laughed, she asked herself, how did you know? And for this man who knows all things, to have told me by this time next year, I will be with child, then this must be God talking. So there was a spark of faith in her spirit. The Bible says in, in, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it said, by faith. By faith. Sarah, that was where she got the faith from. And the Bible says, now by this time, hear this, I will return. Please, somebody didn't get what I just said. He said, by this time next year, I 
I will return. Now let me quickly announce to somebody here. There are two types of time in every man's life. There's one that's called the chronos time and the kairos time. You see the truth is that we have the chronos time. It's on our hands. It's on our walls. You know we go to school at a certain time. We go to school and we graduate at a certain time. You get married at a certain time. That is the, the chronos. That calculation calculated time where you say oh i have passed childbearing can i ever have a child again i am 45 i have reached menopause listen to me church i pronounce every menopause in your life in your finances in your home in your business i command that pause to begin to play in the name in the name of jesus Every pause, I command it to cease. I command Jehovah to bring back the days, the years, the week, the months that the canker worm and the caterpillar had eaten. I prophesy on only 20 people here that I shout the loudest, Amen. It is your portion. It is your turn. It is your time. God is about. God is about. Somebody shout yes! About this time next year. About this time, listen to me church. There are people hearing the sound of my voice. I don't care how barren you are. I don't care how poor you are. I don't care how afflicted you are. By this time. Listen to me church. This time God was talking about was not the chronos time. Because she had passed the time of childbearing. Abraham was no more. In fact she said, will my Lord be interested in this matter? You know what she's talking about. Because you get to that point where you and your wife are living as brother and sister. When you wake up in the morning, it is prayer. When you want to sleep at night, high five. Because you have lost interest in every other thing. Especially something you have done over the years and it was unproductive. Totally unproductive. Totally and absolutely unproductive. Then why are we wasting our time? And he said, by this time, brother, you see, let me tell you something about the, the, the Kairos time. The Kairos time of God can be now, it can be the next. Help me give your neighbor a high five and say, I have just entered my time. I have entered my season. I just come on, stand your feet, everybody. I say, I just step, come on, step, step, step into your time. Come on, step into your season. Come on, everybody. Walk, move from where you are. Say, I, I step, I step, I move, I move into my time. I move into my season. Somebody shout it That devil is a liar. He has tied you up with time. By this time, this ought to happen. By this time, you never finish school. By this time, you never born picking. Come on to hell with all of that. 
Because let me announce to somebody after this meeting, you get to that point in your life where you say, like Job, I know, I know my Redeemer living. I know, I know. Somebody help me shout it, I know. Help me scream it, I know. You see, because my Redeemer, who is my Redeemer? Not just to redeem you from sin, because sin has been dealt with, to redeem you from affliction, from powerless, from pain, from harassment. My Redeemer! Sir, Job was not born again, but he saw his Redeemer. Jesus had not died, but he saw his Redeemer. You see, uh, how, do I, how do I put this so that you can understand? You, 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 see, uh, you see, he had been through a series of things. Children died, this died, and, and all of that. Pop, all kinds of sores all over his body. And his own dear wife said to him, curse this God and you better die. But he said, I know. Even if this God does not save me now, like the three Hebrew, Hebrew children, whether he gets me out of that fire, doesn't save me, it doesn't matter. But we are not careful to answer you in this matter. He said, I know. There's a knowing in my spirit. I just know. Worms may eat up this flesh, eat up this body. But excuse me, in my flesh, I will see the Lord. It means no matter what it is, touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, are, are you getting this? Help me shake your neighbor and say, you getting this? The Bible says, until the corn of wheat. How do you know this is God? How do you know this is God? How do you know this is God? He said, at this time, not your normal chronos. Get your watch out and throw it away. Because when God gets ready to do what he wants to do, he's not going to take permission from your brother, your sister, your uncle, your mother. He will step in and do. Am I talking to somebody here? Now, now, now hear this everybody. He said, by this time, by this time, by this time, next year, I will return. And I saw that the meaning of return means <laughs> anasto, anastropho. Ah, please Lord, help me. Anastropho. Ah, that is the Greek word. I, I'm not interested in the word itself. I'm more interested in the meaning of the word. Because you know the English language has watered the Bible because the English doesn't have enough vocabulary to express what God needs to say per time. Am I talking to somebody here? You, you see, you see, this is it. So the word is anastropho. Anastropho means that I will behave myself. Oh, you didn't get it. Huh? It means I will remain alive. When I saw that, I said, no, no, you, you didn't write it like that. You said I will return. He said, no, look at it. It means I will have a conversation. It means 
<laughs> overthrow. For some of you here who are still believing in ancestral powers and generational curses, I came to announce to you that they've been overthrown. Am I talking to somebody here? Lift your voice and shout out here. Now, how do you know it is God? He said, I will return. It means I will make sure that Jehovah, who lives in eternity, will never die until I bring to pass what I have promised in your life. Am I talking to somebody here? Please answer me, answer me. Am I communicating? It, now hear this. When God made a promise to Abraham, the Bible said, and God swore. And uh, you know, when you swear, you look for something to swear with. Um, I swear by your shoe, I swear by, um, uh, that's if we are. You know, I swear by this fan, I swear by this. You know, sometimes you swear with blood and all of that. But when God looked at everything, there was nothing powerful enough for him to swear with. The sun, I created the sun. The moon, I made the moon. Ah, he looked at the earth. I suspended the earth in the skies with nothing. No pillars, nothing. No ropes. How? What do I swear by? He said, I swear by my son. That is the meaning of anastrophe. It means so confident that even if it's in a thousand years, I will be alive to make sure. Please talk to me here. Please talk to me here. It means I will watch over my word. I will watch over my word to perform it. It means I will not just speak it. I will be there to do the work. I will be there to process it. I will be there to make sure I carry it out. I, I'm not hearing somebody here. It means I, if I have to weave the miracles together, I will have to do it. Am I talking to somebody here? Help me shake your neighbor like you want to shake him on the seat. And say, neighbor! Someone help me here. Say it to somebody. Anastrofo. God will behave himself. God will do it. Because he has to back up. He has to maintain. He has to defend his integrity. He will defend his integrity. He will defend, he will defend his integrity. He will defend his integrity. A woman, a woman went to a servant of God. Let me not mention names because God does great things every day. He went to a man of God and said, I need a child. And the man said, okay. In Jesus' name, receive your baby. And she was still waiting. What's the problem, madam? He said, Daddy, you did not, you didn't wait for me to finish. It's okay, what's the problem? Sir, I don't have fallopian tube. And the man asked him, 
are you looking for fallopian tube? Or you are looking for a baby? You better choose one now. If you need fallopian tube, I'll give it to you. But if you need a baby, I can put Colossian tube there, Ephesian tube there, I'll put Corinthian tube there. Come on, talk to me here. There is what you even call efficient tube. So therefore, which exactly do you want? She said, sir, I need a baby. And he said to her, go and have your baby. I, I, I came to prophesy to somebody here. The God who does not need spare parts, he does not need raw materials, is about to visit you this morning. Somebody shout yeah! Somebody shout yeah! Somebody shout yeah! Somebody shout yeah! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! 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 Some of you, some of you need money to buy a house, sir. I went to Ikorodu. I knew nobody. He remembers. I entered town and I came to visit him. I sat in his office. The first person that stretched out, you know, a hand of fellowship to me was him. How can you forget such a man? How can? How can? I went on the streets of Ikorodu. No place of worship. Nothing. I was preaching. If I climb your bike, I preach. If I enter your shop, I preach. In fact, if I enter your wheelbarrow, I preach. <laughs> so long as you had two ears and I knew you had ears, I will preach. But you need to come to Korodu and see what God has done. <laughs> and let me tell you something. You may not understand why I always force him to come to Korodu. Every time he steps into my walk, preaches, and leaves, one major thing happens. So when I, I noticed it, I said, ah, I don't catch you. Oh. My God. Am I talking to somebody here? I, I, I won't forget. Uh, a, a family went to, went to a servant of God and said, Sir, uh, you see, no children. 12 solid years. No, please help us. Help us. Help us. And the man said, Go and bring forth and celebrate. And she wanted to leave. She stood again. She said, Baba, this prayer is too short. It's too short. And the man got angry. Do you know what I carry? Sir, the content, the container sometimes does not determine the content. That's why you must never despise anybody who stands before you. You, you don't know what he carries. The man said, are you telling me my prayer is short? For that insult, one baby every year. 
know what she said? Even the prayer, she did not believe. She said, eh, at least, I agree. No problem. After 12 years, she drove in a bus filled with omokekere. They went to the man's office. She and the husband opened the door. Told the battalion, come on, come down. Let's go and beg this man. I'm tired. They went to the man's office. They knelt down. Told all the children, come on, sit down. Come on, kneel down. Everybody kneel down. He said, what is going on here? Who are you? Why are you kneeling down? He said, sir, 12 years ago, you put me under judgment of one picking. Every year, one picking. Every year, sir. We are tired. We are tired. Please, they lay on the ground begging. And the man said, okay, that has been lifted. I want to prophesy upon this exalted altar. 28 people here, this year, they shall count you amongst the billionaires in this city. The millionaires in this city. If you believe me, you better lift your voice and shout that amen and believe it and believe it and believe it and believe it and believe it. Jesus. Except God has failed to be God. I was in a meeting in Enugu. A woman met me. She and her husband. Twelve years, no children. Twelve years. I was preaching for the Methodist Church Enugu. One of their cathedrals. And they said to me, sir, we are tired of living our lives like this. 12 years, sir. And I said, let us pray. I spoke over that family. I said, oh God, if you are the God who is Jehovah, self, in fact, this is how the Bible puts it, exceeding, exceedingly existent one. It's so powerful. Exceedingly existent one self-sufficient one. I said, oh God, visit this family. I prayed for them and they left. I came back to the city where I was based then. I was preaching for a man, a servant of God. Somebody entered my car. I don't know if it was the protocol because I left the car key with them as I rushed in to preach. My phone was stolen and all of that, money and all of that. But that's not the issue. But my phone was stolen, so I couldn't get, they couldn't get across to me, nothing. A year later, the pastor of the church called me. He said, do you remember that family 12 years? I said, yes. We have been looking for your number for a long time. That family had a boy, very handsome boy. 
plenty hair on his head. And guess what? They named the boy after you, Matthew. And I touched my head. I, I said, that's quite most unlikely. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? Can we rise up on our feet because I want us to pray? I can give you testimonies upon testimonies. But that's not, we have talked about Jesus, we have talked about God, what God is able to do. Let's leave it there. He's able. He's able. To change. 